It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Winner, winner, chicken dinner! This is Straight out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas! With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. Pay that man his money. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Live from the Vegas Strip, the pregame show America has always wanted. Here's Bernie Fratto. You know, there's an old Chinese proverb, may you live in interesting times. We are. We are a society infatuated with sports. We go to games, we watch them on TV, and now more than ever, people love to bet on the games as it feeds their competitive spirit, it enhances the viewing participation, and even if you don't get the outcome you want, you come back for more, and that's why we all love sports, for the spectacle of it all. And most of us have two beasts that reside in our conscience, fear and faith. They both fight each other on a daily basis. Who usually wins? That's easy. The one you feed. And in the world of sports, we feed our souls with goodness. On that note, I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. Tonight, we dive into the world of sports betting props. You're always hearing about them. What do they mean? How do they work? I will explain. I'll take a deep dive. In about 15 minutes, we'll be joined by legendary sportsbook director of the Golden Nugget, Mr. Tony Miller. I've had the pleasure of knowing Tony very well since 2010. He's going to take you behind the curtain. We'll talk about all things Vegas, one that you may not know about. Sports are entertainment, but they're more than that. They're a shared experience. As such, people want to talk about them. You come to the right place. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. This is Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. And as they say in Arnie Spanier, Minnesota, it's going to be lit. You know, the evolution of prop bets has become astronomical. Just watch uh, SportsCenter. Watch the Home Run Derby. Watch all the shows leading up to the Super Bowl. Watch any sporting event. Watch any coverage of any sporting event. You're always hearing about prop bets. Who to bet, who not to bet. Who the pros are on, you name it. Now... Let me lay this out for you to the best I can in simplest terms because it's upon us, folks. Football is upon us. A week from Thursday, the Raiders will tee it up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, yes, people will bet. Bet that game. They want action. People get high making the bet. It's an adrenaline rush. As I said, it enhances the viewing participation. Uh, You've got a couple of first-year coaches. First-year coaches both like to win. That's a bit of an anomaly. When you've got two first-year coaches 
coaching the same game, especially in a in, in a Hall of Fame game. But look, uh, people also will bet the uh, the preseason because I will tell you the pros know you have some of your greatest edges in the preseason. How often are you going to get a professional contest where on one side of the field, one team doesn't really care if they win. They have a different agenda. The other team very much cares if they win. And we'll save that for a later show. We do that about this time every year we, as we get into August. I'm getting off track a bit. Betting games like that, that's about the results of a game, okay? And 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 when you're talking about prop bets, it's could it could be how many points are scored. That's, you know, like the over-under. That's like the one prop bet everybody's familiar with. But what if you want to bet on how many touchdowns Patrick Mahomes will throw or the number of three-pointers Steph Curry will make? That's where prop bets come in. The prop bets can be some of the most fun bets to place and root for while you're watching the game within the game. But, of course, it doesn't hurt if you also try to find and look for that edge in prop bets because likely you'll be able to find one if you do enough you know, research and you'll enhance your participation even more so if you win your bet, which is what the objective is. So the long and the short of it is a prop bet is short for a proposition bet. It's the type of bet that involves a separate outcome from the game result. Now, there are three general types of prop bets. Player props, game props, and team props. So let's take them in order. What's a player prop? A player prop is something you bet on relating to a specific player. Now, this could be the number of strikeouts thrown by the starting pitcher, the number of assists by a point guard, the number of touchdown passes by a quarterback, and that could be for a game or for a season. Player props have grown in incredible popularity in recent years, partly in due to the rise of daily fantasy sites, because for a lot of popular sporting events, there can be an overwhelming number of prop bets offered. The first year they offered prop bets in the Super Bowl, I believe, was 1987. Now, the first prop bet ever was the would Refrigerator Perry score a touchdown in Super Bowl 20, I believe, when the Bears beat the New England Patriots 46-10, to 10, and the books got creamed. I think that was the only prop bet that year. The following year, there were about 39 prop bets. The, the Super Bowl just this past February, there were about 1,000. So, again, there's always an overwhelming number. Strikeouts by Clayton Kershaw, over 6.5. Uh, how many shots on goal will Connor McDavid have, including overtime? 3.5. Uh, James Harden, will he score more or less than 25 and a half points? Aaron Rodgers to throw two or more touchdowns. Shohei Otani to hit a home run and the Angels to win. There's multiple prop bets like that. Um, they're presented in a lot of different ways as well because the language can differ. In the, in, in obviously, some you're probably already familiar with, player over under bet, you know, if, if, if Walker Bueller strikes out more than six batters, the over wins. If Arden scores 22 points in the under wins, based on the ones I just gave you. So this is an example of how they may be presented. But you've also got to read between the, f- the fine lines. It could have a situation, you know, uh, that will include extra innings or not include extra innings. It will include overtime or not include overtime. Um, so, you know, you've also got to read the fine print behind the rules, Right. The over and under bets typically are clickable bets in an app, right? The under is viewed as more likely, therefore the odds are lower, if that's the case. For instance, uh, on an under recently I looked at, you had to bet 134 to win 100 on the under. Uh, the over would pay 105 if you bet 100. Odds will vary with something on oddball player prop bets because the totals are generally lower. Now, I personally do not almost ever bet individual player bets. And, you know, there are horses for courses. You find what you think you can win at. You find what you're good at. You find where you believe there's likelihood and there's people out there listening. What are you talking about? I win on them all the time. Well, good. Good for you. Some people eat olives. I don't particularly eat olives, but they must sell millions of them because I go to the grocery store and there's rows and rows of cans of olives lined up. And that's goofy because I'm 100% Italian. You think I like olives. But, again, I digress. Uh, years and years and years ago, this is pro gosh, I don't know, 2010, whatever. Uh, I had a prop bet on one of the particular Lakers who'd been hot shooting three pointers over under one and a half. 
one and a half three-pointers. He rolled his ankle the first minute of the game. I guess you can understand I didn't win. It went under. So a lot of times, all it takes is a ball to go through Buckner's legs or someone to miss a layup or someone to drop a routine fly ball. And not only can it hurt your game back, you know, in many ways it can hurt your your prop bet as well. Now, there are also game props. And these are really catching on. I know here in the in Las Vegas, the Golden Knights, uh, there was a game prop that was hitting like clockwork uh, in, in their games. Would there be a goal scored in the first 10 minutes? It was incredible. Started out, you know, I don't know, minus 120, went up to like minus 180. It just kept hitting. Uh, but game props, again, as we define them, there are games, or there are things that will occur in the game, such as, say, the first team to score. You see that in the Super Bowl. Who will score first? Will there be a score in the first five and a half minutes? Uh, will the final score in on an odd or even number? Uh, first team to 10 points uh, in hockey. Uh, the, you know, the first team to score the goal. Uh, then in football, penalties. Will, will the number of offsides in the game be more or less than three and a half? Those are what are called game props. Now, uh, you know, the first team to score and the first team to 10 points, Those are, things like that are somewhat similar bets. Uh, the first team to score in basketball is a bit random. I don't know that I see that prop very much, but you could see it out there. You just see about everything out there. But what you try to find are trends. And I know a lot of times one of the things are uh, who will get the first, first down in the Super Bowl, meaning – that you believe that if they're going to receive the kickoff, and a lot of times you look at the two teams and you say, well, look at this coach. He won the coin toss uh, 14 times this year, but only elected to receive once, which means he's not going to have the ball first, which means they're maybe more likely to get a first down. So sometimes these game props can get very creative. And uh, a lot of times, remember, the the odds maker is 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 – calibrating this in a way that favors the house they've done their research as well too so you're looking to find an edge they're also looking to find an edge i'm gonna have tony miller on in about 10 minutes he did something very shrewd i love tony he did this during the nfl draft which players and pros clean up on i don't i think tony sportsbook didn't even bother offering props and i got a kick out of it i, I pat him on the back he's not on the obligation to do that and there are you know another 107 books you can you can shop at We'll talk to Tony about that. Team props are another thing. Those are bets related to an outcome related just to one of the teams in the game. Okay, how many individual points would the team score? How many free throws would they make? Number of shots on goal. Um, you know, for instance, let's say the Minnesota Timberwolves play the Boston Celtics uh, next November, and you can bet the over or under on whether the Minnesota Timberwolves will score more than 106 and a half points. You can do it in... In soccer, too, you might play Bayern Munich and you can get corner kicks, a prop on corner kicks. Will they have more or under, uh, more over or under five and a half corner kicks? So you've got team props, as I said. You've got player props, as I've said. You've got game props. Suffice it to say, these are proposition bets that have increased in popularity immensely, particularly when you have major events. Uh, like the Super Bowl, the World Series, and most recently the All-Star Game. There were a lot of prop bets. If you bet on who would win the first round of the Home Run Derby or the Home Run Derby itself, you get the picture. Uh, prop bets are things to watch throughout the fall. We will certainly have odds and ends and tips on certain prop bets. We will resume with the Fezzik Five week one in the NFL. Fez is huge on props. He does extremely well on props because he does his research. And he does, he understands how to find angles. And uh, he give you know, he typically gives about five prop bet. We'll give out about five, three or four of the five every year heading into the Super Bowl. And so a lot of times there's a situation, like one of the prop bets this year that, that was really strong was time of possession. Would the Rams have more time of possession than the Bengals? And by the way, uh, it came very close. The Bengals also almost edged them out. But when you look at the Rams and the style of play and the way Sean McVay handles things in the second half and what they had done in the course of the year passed was prologue. And, yes, that ended up hitting for the Rams backers. So those are just examples. You hear terms that are bandied about a lot of times this betting, sports betting information phenomenon we're in. This information comes at you like a fire hose. 
And people hear terms like EV or parlay or propates bets. And what we want to try to do periodically, as now it is upon us, is delve into these things and take a quick break from the norm and uh, and try to be as informative as we can. Speaking of informative, uh, coming up, we're going to welcome in a gentleman, a good friend of mine. He's funny. He's uh, engaging, uh, very popular here in Las Vegas. One of what I consider to be the elder statesman. I say that in a good way of sportsbook directors here at the Golden Nugget. I'm not sure, but I think a little birdie told me this might be his last year in the business. He's got plenty of stories. So uh, I will introduce you to the great Tony Miller. Actually, well, you've, you've heard Tony on my show at least two or three times in the last four years. But uh, keep it locked right here because coming up, Tony Miller, and we will talk all things Vegas and what's happening behind the counter at the sportsbook at the Golden Nugget. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted, so don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas! The great Bernie Fratto, folks. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto, coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. Let's welcome in a gentleman, good friend of mine, longtime sportsbook director at the famed Golden Nugget here in Las Vegas. Say hello to Tony Miller. Tony, good to talk to you, buddy. Bernie, my friend, how you been? Thanks for having me on tonight. It's great. It's great to have you, Tony. And I was thinking about it. I, I met you. Uh, we, I've known you since 2010. Held back there. Uh, back then, betting apps were barely getting started. Uh, PASPA had not been overturned yet. The prop bet market was nowhere near what it is today. What's your biggest take on the changes you've seen just in the last decade in the sports betting markets, Tony? Oh, buddy, just in the last 10 years, with the, you know, now with social media and all the outlets out there and all the information out there that people have in sports betting across the nation and around the world, it's just taken off. And you're right, the prop scene is now becoming one of the fastest things to bet on every day on an everyday basis. It's just not the game inside no more in the first half and halftime. It's props, props, props galore. You know, it's interesting, Tony, uh, and let, I'll tell you what, let's not bury the lead. Uh, is it true? Say it ain't so, Joe. This might be your last year in the business? Um, it's getting down to the end, Bernie. You know, it's been a long career, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I think maybe two or three years, and okay, good. I'll call it a day. Call it a day. Well, well, you know, our good buddy Rob Mish wrote a story, and uh, and one of the things, what the hell, let's do a little name dropping, Tony, because you've really done some Great elbow rubbing with some of the biggest names, starting with Dean Martin. Let her rip. Tell the folks some of the people you rubbed elbows with. <laughs> yeah, Dean Martin was one of them back in the day when I was a, a bellman at the MGM. I, I got to take his luggage up to his suite, and I rang the doorbell up there, and I heard him yell, come in. And as I walked into the suite, I could see that he had pushed all the furniture, Bernie, to one side of the wall, and he was in the middle of the living room. And he had a, a driver, and he had a bucket of balls. He had the balcony doors wide open, and he was hitting the balls as hard as he could right through the balcony doors out to the desert. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, full swings, Bernie. He was cranking them out there, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is one we're dead. But, yeah, he's, uh, he was a good guy. Well, not only that, I believe he had you run a couple bets for him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I ran some bets for him, Chuck Connors, and, you know, right down the street from the MGM was Little Caesars, and, you know, I used to go down there and place a few bets for him and bring him right back. Now, that was back in the day. You'd be driving into town. I lived in California. Then you'd be kind of heading north on Las Vegas Boulevard and the famed Little Caesars. Boy, it's changed. Tony, I was talking about prop bets the first 10 minutes and how uh, this is one area where the players starting to get an edge. You did something. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I got a nice little good chuckle under my breath. I said, well, good for him. You didn't even bother to bet prop bet, or post prop bets for the NFL draft. Explain to the folks why, because I know you have a very good reason, and I don't blame you. I, you run the business, and I get it. You know, Bernie, uh, the day of the draft, well, actually not the day of, uh, a week or so before, people started showing up in town here in Vegas, and there was a lot of players here. There was a lot of parents here. There was a lot of agents here, and there was a lot of NFL people here. And, you know, I knew with – there's a lot of inside information floating around out there. And some of those bets were pretty dangerous as far as I thought of people knowing stuff that I didn't know that, you know, could happen. Even though we cut it off 24 hours in advance, they knew things were going to happen on draft day. And I just didn't want to take the chance, and I'm glad I didn't because I know the industry that day took it on the chops as far as, oh uh, as, far as the draft props went. And so, yeah, I, I didn't do it. You bring up, a, by the way, folks, we're talking with Tony B uh, Miller, longtime Golden Nugget Sportsbook uh, director, good friend of mine. Uh, Tony, you bring up a good point. This engenders the discussion. A lot of folks think uh, you can bet on elections and you can bet on the Academy Awards and things of that nature. And obviously there's always a concern about if people have prior event of the outcome, uh, if it's not decided on the field or with a, a box score. But do you think there will ever be a time where Las Vegas books those types of events because the good folks in London think we're leaving billions on the table. 
Yeah, and Bernie, I, I, I tend to agree with We are leaving a lot of money on the table, and I think things will change in the near future as far as some things you can wager on. The presidential election is definitely one of them. Uh, you know, and there's going to be other things, the Oscars and, and the Academy, um, excuse me, the Grammys and things like that on down the road. So, yeah, I, I definitely think things will change, and I know Nevada has very strict rules, and that's one of the why, reasons why we lead the industry as far as, you know, wagering goes. We're very strict here, but I think things will loosen up, and uh, I think they are day by day, and I, I think that day will come for sure. Tony, what do you know about esports and the future of esports betting? Do you think there's going to be a real market for that? Yeah, you know, gosh, you know, with Madden football going on right now, it's one of the most popular things among the players playing and, and the kids are playing it. The problem is, you know, those older guys, especially me, you know, I'm still back in the days of Atari, so. <laughs> That's something I'll probably never get into and never want to book, but I'm sure it's going to happen one day. And, uh, you know, there's so many things you can bet on. And like I said, Bernie, the landscape is changing right before our eyes every every year. So a week from Thursday, Tony, we've got National Football League game. We've got the Hall of Fame game, Raiders in Jacksonville. Are you starting to see a handle on that? And what are some of the trends you're seeing heading into this upcoming season? Who 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 are the who's the public backing? Who are the pros backing and fading, et cetera? You know, being here in Vegas land, uh, the Raiders, and they started training camp early, Bernie. That I, I have already got a lot of future money on the Raiders from you know, a lot of the locals here. <clears throat> so that's one of the teams I do not want to see win the Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, it's going to change. So the money, 90% of the money on NFL futures are going to start coming in in the next month. The guys are clamoring at the bit to get football here. It's here now. Training camps are starting in full next week. And, uh, you know, it's that time of year where guys are ramping up and it's going to come hard and heavy. But, yeah, as far as future bets go, and there's a few other teams like Long Shots, the Lions, and, and teams like that, the Commanders, that guys take a shot and shoot a BB at the moon and try and win some big money. So <laughs> if a long shot ever comes in like that, then I might be in a little bit of trouble. You know, the everybody's talking about the AFC West. Folks feel it wouldn't surprise anybody if any of the four teams won it. Where has most of the action come in just on winning the AFC West? Denver. Um, you know, Russell Wilson has made a big difference with that team, and I'm getting a lot of action on the Broncos. And uh, so, But that division, you're right, it's wide open with those four teams. It's going to be fun to watch. And, uh, anybody can win it, but Denver's the one team right now that wins the division I would take a beating on. Tony, we got about a minute to go. Let's switch to college football. The Heisman Trophy action should be brisk. A lot of folks that I trust think Will Anderson has a real shot. He's 40-1. to 1. Remember, Hayden Hutchinson finished second last year. I doubt they'd give it to Bryce Young again, back-to-back. What are your thoughts? Can Will Anderson, defensive end from Alabama, win this thing? What kind of action are you seeing on him? Absolutely. You know, and that's right in the price range in the Heisman futures, the 30 to ones, the 40 to ones that we get most of the action on. They don't want to lay, you know, 11 to 10 or 6 to 5 on some of these other guys. They want some action. They want some value. Will Anderson definitely is one of them, even though he is a defensive player. Hutchinson almost got it. In fact, he did get it. And, you know, so we'll see what happens. And, and, you know, it's going to be I think it's wide open this year. It's definitely wide open. You get past the first two or three quarterbacks and it's anybody's Heisman. Tony, uh, about 30 seconds, let the folks know about your contest. You have one of the best contests in town. Yeah, it's called the Ultimate Football Challenge. It's a $1,000 entry, Bernie, and but it involves college and pro. So instead of five picks a week in just pro football, you got to do seven picks a week. That does involve NFL and college football picks. I put every college game on the weekend on the card that week, plus all the pro games. You got to pick seven games, and it pays the top twenty finishers. And there's not a lot of entries like some of these other bigger ones, so you got a really, really good chance here in this contest. Tony, uh, great stuff as always. I got to get down and say hello. It's been too long. Really appreciate you coming on. I miss you, my friend. Come by anytime. All right, thanks so much, Tony. Really appreciate it. That is Tony Miller, longtime sports director of the Golden Nugget. Yes, he's. we only got to one-tenth of one percent of the stories he has. Dean Martin and Chuck the Rifleman Connors, it goes from there. Trust me, Tony's always the life of the party. Coming up, 
Mackin on Sports, uh, the uh, NBA season win totals are out. And as usual, there are angles and there are trends and there are analysis. There is analysis to be had, so we'll get right to that. But first, let's go to Brian Finley with the latest. Thank you, Bernie. Let's start in Major League Baseball where the Braves axed the Angels 7-2. Shoei Otani did come up with a home run in that ball game, but... L.A. is certainly slumping, and Atlanta now is just a half game out of first in the NL East because the division-leading Mets are fading. Manny Machado had a two-run homer for the Padres in a win against New York 2-1 on Saturday. The Dodgers have authored up seven straight wins as they leapfrog the Giants 4-2, and L.A. starting pitcher Julio Urias improves to 9-6 and six on the season. He pitched to Jim, six innings of work, no earned runs, five strikeouts for him. Brady Singer, a career-high 12 Ks for the Royals as they dispatch the Rays 6-3. Justin Verlander leads the majors in wins up to 13 now on the season after piloting the Astros over the Mariners 3-1. to The Orioles back to 500 after they slice the Yankees 6-3. to Garrett Cole picks up the L on the mound his third on the season. He ended up blowing a three-run lead. We also saw the Brewers overcome the Rockies 9-4. to Milwaukee is a game and a half in front in the NL Central over the Cardinals who ended up beating the Reds 6-3. to And finally Finally, Bernie, PGA Tour making a stop in Minnesota this week at the 3M Open. They had some weather issues today, but were able to finish up the leaders there third rounds and through 54 holes Scott Piercy is atop the leaderboard solo first minus 18 he has been on a Terry 66 on Saturday owns a four shot lead going into Sunday where he looks to hoist the trophy and he'll be teeing off in the last group on Sunday at 1235 Eastern time with that let's get it back to our man in Las Vegas Bernie Fratto okay thanks buddy thanks Brian all right, let's bring it back out to Las Vegas. Uh, Mackenzie Rivers macking on sports this week. Obviously, the NBA released their season win totals. Mackenzie's got some thoughts, and some of those thoughts even include why what the win totals show him and what trends have been in recent years while the need for an NBA midseason tournament is prevalent. Yes, and a lot of people ask me when these season win totals come out, hey, McKenzie, 27 markets have just opened up. You can bet over, under on any of these teams. Three teams are off the board, by the way. Brooklyn, New York, Utah. Vegas wants no part of betting over, or under their action because we have a lot I of questions. I didn't see the Lakers marks. either. Did you? I couldn't find them. Yes, it's funny because the Lakers were the first one that I saw put up. And recently, they've been taken down. So, 46 okay. and a half was, was okay. put up. But with all these questions about Westbrook, you can't bet that right now that you're right about that. All right, continue on. So, and a lot of people ask me these questions, and I'm like, I'm not really in love with the futures bet. I don't really have the patience for it. However, that doesn't mean I'm not pouring over each and every one of these numbers, because what it does is it gives us the Vegas market, the best, biggest bettors in the world, their exact opinion about all of these teams. So, on an individual basis, it tells you a lot. For the Spurs, it's an end of an era. They're expected to win 24 games, that's about 12 less than they won last year, and it's by far the least in the Greg Popovich era, but hey, they traded away their best player. He's saying, Popovich is saying, I'm willing to start this rebuild now because I care about what's best for the Spurs franchise, rather than my own legacy and my own win percentage, and he's past all that, you know, multiple-time champion, multiple-time Olympian, but it is an end of an era, so I think it's something to note. And what it tells me about the Phoenix Suns is interesting as well, so they won 64 games last year. The beginning of the playoffs, there was no question in any power ratings. They were the number one team with a bullet. Well, they're bringing everybody back. DeAndre Ayton signed. Devin Booker is back. Chris Paul is back. But they are no longer top of the heap. They are right smack dab in the middle of the best top five teams. The Suns expected to win 12 less games from 64 to 52. But that actually points to, I think, a bigger picture and why, like you said, we need that regular season tournament to really spark well, I, I interest in the it, NBA. But, but, but okay, go, sure. you, you, you believe there's a core. I want to make sure we don't confuse the audience here. Your premise was based on what you're seeing with lack of super teams that, if I understand correctly, you're making a case that the NBA should do it 
Uh, I'm open to hearing more about it. I haven't made up my mind yet. What are your thoughts? Sure. The best teams in the NBA are expected to win significantly less games year after year after year. The Boston Celtics are number one right now with 53 games. That's four games less than a number one team has ever been. The Clippers only supposed to win 52 games. They were supposed to win 60 with this same franchise and their best players. What's happening? Well, Jeff Stotts in in street clothes, at in street clothes, does great work on this. The injury situation in the NBA is unlike anything else. 6,000 games missed due to injury, by far a record, even if you throw out all the COVID games. And it's kind of a Yorkshire test. If you tell someone that, I'm like, wow, man, people getting really injured that much? But I said that uh, here, you know, prep one time straight out of Vegas. And so, you know, some older, wiser people were like, you really think there's more injuries than there was last year? Or do you think teams are strategically not playing their guys these games more and more and more? Load management is no longer a catchphrase. It's the way of life in the NBA. So that's why teams that should be expected to win 60 games are expected to rest their players, I don't know, 20, 25 games. And that's what these numbers are telling us. Top five teams used to average 58 games. Now, if you're a top five team, you're supposed to win 53 games. Same thing's the opposite with the bottom of the league. Used to be the worst teams would only win 20 games, but now, you know, they're probably going to be equal talent in games where they're getting rested on. So now, top, you know, bottom teams like the Spurs are expected to win 24, 25 games. That's why I think Adam Silver this month said, I'm open to a, a, a regular season tournament where. I'm going to play Kawhi Leonard. I'm going to play Jason Tatum. I'm going to play all my guys because there's a playoff seating or draft status or maybe just a big pile of money at the end of the rainbow, but something to get us through the dredges of January and February because 6,000 games missed. All the best players missed plenty of games. I think the NBA wants to see something new. But what about you? What about you, Bernie? Well, I think they want to see something new, and if they do it, I'll watch it. I know LeBron you know, said he doesn't want it. He said he'd never play. Fans weren't there, but he ended up doing it. So uh, I, I've got an open mind on it. But before we wrap up, I'm going to do something I almost never do, and that's make a prediction based on your uh, segment. I believe the best bet over-under win total. First of all, I'll show the Pistons at 26.5. Does that jive with what you have? Yeah, that's our consensus number 27 right there. Okay, so 27. They lost 14 games in a row during one stretch last year, and they still managed to win 23. They pick up Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran, and Nerlens Noel. Caden Cunningham comes back for a second year. I think he'll continue to mature. After the All-Star break, the Pistons actually had a 10-14 and 14 stretch. I believe they go well over 27 wins next year. Right now, it's minus 125. You, you can grade that bet. I think it's an excellent bet. Jay Nivey is the kind of player that's going to make an impact right away. And like you mentioned, the best Vegas team. If you're betting against the spread, the Pistons were the team you wanted to bet on the entire second half of last year. They had a new coach and they're coalescing. So I think they're on the big up arrow, 27 and a half, 26 and a half. You get that number over. Seems like a fantastic bet. I'll give out my best bet. I'll throw okay. it out there. Yeah. The Dallas Mavericks are expected to win 47 games this year. They were expected to win 47 games last year. I don't get it. I saw a huge improvement from the Mavericks. You know, analytics-wise, they were right there with the Celtics the second half of the year as the best team in the league. And Luka Doncic came into the league last year in September, you know, not in great shape, weighing over 260 pounds was the report. You see him in summer playing in Europe, playing for uh, his team out there in Europe. He's not going to come in camp not not in shape. He's going to come in in excellent shape. Moreover, Kristaps Porzingis out, Christian Wood in. That's a big improvement, even with the loss of Jalen Brunson. I see a huge up arrow on the Mavericks. They're only expected to win 47 games. That's only fifth in the West. That seems like a light arrow for the best player in five years, who will be Luka Doncic, the best player in the league upcoming. I want to bet on him now, get it in early on the train. So Mavericks over 47.5 will be my best bet with this under, unbelievable, beautiful 30 markets just thrown in our laps in July. I got to love it. NBA 24 7, 365. Yeah, true. Good stuff. All right, Mackenzie. Very good. Thank you. Thanks, Marty. See you next, see you next week, man. All right. Mackenzie Rivers, Mackinac Sports. Coming up, the Home Run Derby and the Major League Baseball All-Star Game are in the books. A couple more facts, figures, and numbers designed to scramble your brain coming up. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted. Don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. One of the best in the business, Bernie Fratto. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now we're back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. Before I go any further, I want to thank my broadcast team back in Los Angeles, Brian Finley on the updates, Chris Perfett, and uh, Bo Benson. They'll be with me up till 3 a.m. Pacific, 6 a.m. Eastern. Turning all the dials, keeping us glued together. By the way, Bo Benson asked a good question. What's the latest on Kevin Durant? Because it seems to have gone radio silent. I continue to follow the story. We all know that the Brooklyn Nets are on the hunt for the perfect trade package for KD because he does want out, and they have put together some good, what they believe are good offers. However, they're deathly afraid of and want to avoid at all costs settling for what, quote, they say, the Brooklyn Nets say, are pennies on the dollar. The irony is the trade partner that would work the most would be the Golden State Warriors, and from what I'm hearing, that just ain't going to happen. I think Bob Myers came out and kiboshed that this week once and for all. That just isn't going to happen. It's it's interesting. Uh, Golden State could, in theory, they could offer Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole. They could figure the salary thing up, all, all that, right? Miami, I think, has a better shot than Phoenix. We all know because DeAndre Ayton uh, re-upped, uh, and you can't move him until at least 
uh, January. So I, that kind of puts the brakes on that. Miami is very much in play. It's just that both sides are driving a very hard bargain, number one. Number two, neither side is in that big a hurry. So this could go all the way up to training camp or a little bit before, or even maybe spill into the season. I do think uh, any team that gets KD uh, is is happy to have him. Uh, I still think he's arguably the most dynamic player in the league. He doesn't want to be in Brooklyn anymore. They know that. So just because there hasn't been a lot of blow-by-blow reports, it's still there. And I think as we get through the month of August and closer to training camp, maybe you start to get a little more clarity. I think if you're really – if you're Brooklyn – Maybe, listen, you know what your limits are. You know what offers you've received. Pick the one that you can live with the best. You're never, you know, you, if you get 90% of what you want, that's that's pretty damn good. All right, speaking of the home run derby, as I mentioned, Seattle, uh, the rookie runner-up, Julio Rodriguez, you got to give the man his credit, his props. He made what I would consider to be an incredibly unforgettable home run derby first impression. Um he he's <laughs> he swung the bat like a man. He had a hit 81 home runs, which led the field in total home runs. Didn't win the competition, but it marked the second most by a player in a single derby. And I will tell you, in 2005, when I was living in Michigan, I was working for 97.1 CBS WKRK. We had the All Star Game in Detroit, and that was the year that Bobby Abreu with the Philadelphia Phillies hit 44 home runs. It was incredible to see in person, and it, there was a completely different format then. I get that, but f- one guy, Jack, and forty-four home runs uh, was, was surreal to see. Uh, I would tell you, he, watching uh, Julio Rodriguez, and I was on TV hitting eighty-one home runs, uh, and n- nobody really knew a lot about him. It was really sort of his. It's, I mean, it's his coming out party now. His eighty-one home runs were second all time. So, of course, Vlad Jr., Vlad Guerrero Jr., who hit 91 three years ago prior to COVID, but seven more best than Pete Alonso, 74 in 2021. The Home Run Derby contest to me has become a little bit like the hot dog eating contest. There are some guys that take it more serious than others uh, going into it. I honestly thought Pete Alonso was going to three-peat. He should have copyrighted the name three-peat with his name P-E-T-E, but he didn't. Uh, Give it up to... uh, to uh, Juan Soto, right? Uh, he, you know, won the contest. And uh, now, now, again, it, it, I've heard people talk about this all week. It wasn't Juan Soto who turned down the $440 million, It was Scott Boris. And maybe we'll revisit that whole story a little later, but I've already told it three or four times. I was on with Martin Weiss and the Odd Couple uh, Monday, and I told it Saturday night on my show and Sunday night on Ben Maller's show. There's an algorithm to this darn thing. Scott Boris wants to get his guys to free agencies. Let's just set that aside for now. I want to talk about um, to, of, to Julio Rodriguez. Here's what's fun. I, I, I Sometimes I get a kick out of numbers like this. The 80 home run, 81 home runs we hit, and let's face it, we are society now infatuated with, with analytics and metrics, and it's good. It's uh, what, I, what I've always said, our analytics are they're a guideline. They're not an inflexible anchor. Use them as a guideline, not the BL end all. But when you hit 81 home runs and your name is J-Rod and it's uh, Tuesday night in Dodger Stadium, that was a total of 33,570 feet were the home runs or 11,190 yards or roughly 6.4 miles, a little bit more than a a 10K run. That's how far his home runs if you line them up. And he finished, again, he finished second to... Uh, Vlad Guerrero. Vlad had 91 home runs three years ago. Uh, J-Rod had 30, uh, checked at 81. But he also had the second best total distance of any derby. Uh, Guerrero Jr. had 38,641 feet from 2019. That's almost a mile further worth of home runs than J-Rod hit the other night. In other words, Vlad's effort bested J-Rods by a mile, literally by a mile, figuratively by a mile, and literally by a mile. That's the department, the redundancy department. And that would make him the, and <laughs> when I have a little fun with this, that would make him the all-time Seattle Seahawks leading rusher, which is currently held by Sean Alexander from Alabama, the all-time leading rusher, 9,429 yards. Okay, that's enough numbers to make your head spin and your teeth itch and a little too much information. But if you're into gambling and you know you are, we're we're not at the halfway point in terms of how many games remain on the schedule. There's less than 81, but we are 
at the de facto halfway point because we are now past the All-Star game. The bet of the year this year clearly was taking the under. We talked about prop bets the first half of the show. Take the Oakland Athletics winning under 77 games this year. Oh, my God. The odds makers, they didn't even know that once they let Bob Melvin, the manager, walk away and then gut their roster and tear the franchise down to the nubs, and now they lose their ace, Frankie Montes, their center fielder, Ramon Laureano, It'll be a miracle if they win 62 games, much less 77. On the flip side, by the way, the best team in the baseball has been the New York Yankees. Their overbet should cash. He deserves a bow. Give it up to Brian Cashman, who got some athletes and some pitchers on the roster, and they are having quite a season. All right. That is going to do it for Straight Out of Vegas, but don't go anywhere. Coming up, we got a pack three hours for you, Fox Sports Sunday. I'm Bernie Fratto. Keep it locked right here. Coming up, Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.